You're listening to episode number 80 of the Self-Care Sunday podcast, a minimalist media project by Kaylee Reed. New episodes are released only on Self-Care Sundays, and today's episode is a catch-up chat with one of my best friends, Addie Van Ryn. So if you've been listening to the podcast since its release, then you will have heard Addie on two episodes previously, but if you haven't, you can go back to episode number three, which was uh, one of the very first episodes two years ago where I interviewed Addie, and she talked about her experience as a model and a mental health advocate and how those two worlds collided and how we met, actually. And then in episode number 29, uh, this was one year ago, Addie and I were both living in Calgary at this point, and episode 29 is another interview with Addie where we kind of catch up on life and talk about dating in this virtual world. And now it's been another year since I last had her on the podcast, and I wanted to do another catch-up episode with her because so much has changed in her life. She has since moved to Vancouver. She went on a work trip to the Philippines for a few months this past year, and that trip was actually cut short because of coronavirus. And so this episode, we dive a little bit more into her travel experiences, what she learned while living in the Philippines, and we talk about some self-care practices during quarantine. Before we get into today's episode, if you're a fan of the podcast and you're looking for a way to support more creatives during this time, Self Care Sunday does have a Patreon page, which I will link in the show notes. I so appreciate all of you guys for listening, tuning in every week, following on Instagram, and if you do want to support financially, there's two tiers, a minimum of $3 a month or $6 a month, which I call my coffee fund. I'm fueled by coffee to create this podcast, so thank you guys to everybody who already has donated and is a patron. I appreciate you all, and also... If you're looking for something comfy and cozy to wear while staying at home, lounging around, selfcaresunday.co, which I'll also link in the show notes, is my merch page. It's sustainable, thrifted, everything is one of a kind, hand curated by me to fit that self-care Sunday aesthetic, everything that I would want to wear on my perfect self-care Sunday. And if you're a patron, you get an exclusive 10% off all merch forever. Now, without further ado, thank you guys again for supporting the podcast and let's get into today's episode. Wow, miss you so much. I wish we were like in quarantine together in Calgary right now. So I moved to Vancouver. I moved to Vancouver um, in the fall. I moved in with one of my best friends from New Brunswick. So it's been a really nice fit. I wanted to kind of have a bit of a different change for myself. In the last podcast episode, I think I mentioned that um, moving to Calgary was something that I did because I was in a long distance relationship or that was kind of what inspired the move. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to move somewhere where it was like totally my own thing. And I love being near the water. And of course, I work from home so I can kind of pick and choose where I want to go. So I just wanted kind of a fresh start, which it totally has been. In November, I actually went on a work assignment to the Philippines. So even though I was had just moved to Vancouver, I packed everything else up, moved to the Philippines for two and a half months. I was supposed to be there for three months, but we had to like low-key flee Asia because of the coronavirus. So I've been back since February now, and we are very early into May now. Did you at the time think that it was as serious as it is having to come 
like having to leave your trip early essentially to come home. Yeah, it was actually a really weird moment because everybody in Asia was taking it super, super seriously. Um, It was very, very scary being there during the time. I remember being on the plane coming from Japan, going to Vancouver and turning around and realizing that every single person on the flight had a face mask on, all the stewardess had face masks on. Um, and it was this really kind of weird feeling like we were trying to escape the virus. And then I remember getting back to Canada and the entire trip back, I kept thinking, okay, they're probably going to quarantine us in the um, airport. You know, they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do. And it's going to be probably scary and weird. But getting back to Canada, everybody was just super calm about it. And I think the, um, Nobody was as scared of it in Canada as they had been in the places that we just left. So I had, I didn't get like quarantined when I got back. I didn't um, have anything like that because none of that sort of information and the protocols that we're taking now for people coming into the country weren't um, known then. So yeah, because when was this? February? Yeah. So I think it was early, like the first or second week of February, I think I came back. So things were just sort of starting to get wind. And yeah, so I came back to Canada and I was like, wow, I'm so grateful to be in Canada where this isn't happening. But of course it did evolve into a global pandemic. And we've like talked a little bit about this, but I always just love to hear your thoughts around what you learned living in the Philippines. Obviously it's very different than Canada. Mm -hmm. And especially I think now that we're in a global pandemic, kind of the reflections of how lucky we are to be here versus anywhere else with something like this going on. Mm. So what were some of like the big takeaways when you got back that like, did anything really shift your perspective on life or anything in general? Oh, that's such a good question. So I think for me, um, going there, So everyone will experience culture shock when they're living in another country. And that kind of looks different for each individual. And for me, the way that that sort of manifested in me was an empathy overload. So I've seen, you know, advertisements that show starving children and, you know, things along those lines. Um, When like children would run up to me and hold my hand and they're starving and like begging for food and money totally different experience. Because of that, it was really challenging for me and really difficult. But I also think that living there was like the best growth opportunity I possibly could have given to myself. Because I think that in order for you to have a really good period of growth, it has to be challenging, it has to be difficult, and it has to be a little bit uncomfortable. And that's kind of what that was for me living there. And then coming back to Canada too, I think I did have a lot of guilt when I came home, because I could look around, you know, my apartment, and I don't live a lavish life. But um, I think that before I went there, I took for granted a lot of the things that I had. Um, For example, I couldn't just turn a tap on and drink water in the Philippines. Like that's, they don't have filtered water like we have. And just being able to like, be grateful and practice gratitude of these really simple things that we experience every day and realizing that not everybody will have that was, I think, really like a really interesting thing for me. Um, And then also going along with 
the pandemic and everything that's been going on there too. I think I had a lot of guilt around um, a lot of the things I had and realizing that a lot of the things that we have in Canada, people in other countries will just never be able to experience. Like for example, social distancing. I read an interesting article about how social distancing is kind of like a privilege that we have. Um, Like if Mm -hmm. you have enough space to social distance, like that's something that's really a privilege of yours. And I think that's really true because a lot of people don't have that opportunity to even do that. So Mm -hmm. I think it's been kind of, um, it's been an interesting thought process. And I've been also kind of during this time, I've been looking to do some kind of internal growth, introspective stuff, figure out more stuff about who I am. And I'm realizing now that sometimes gratitude and guilt go hand in hand. And I'm trying to separate the two to just be thankful for the things that I have and not necessarily feel guilty about them, but just be conscious of the fact that it is um, something to celebrate and something to enjoy. That's a really interesting way that you just put that, that gratitude and guilt go hand in hand, because I felt that as well Um, for those that don't know that are listening to the podcast, I lived in Rwanda for three months when I was in university, I was doing like an internship there and I felt very similarly after afterwards. And I don't think I've ever expressed it like that or didn't know how to express it. But the, but that phrasing that you just use that gratitude and guilt can go hand in hand is just that really hit me right now. Do you want to, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like, that feeling, is that something that you are still feeling now? And do you think it's emphasized because of the pandemic? Yeah, I think it is in part because of the pandemic. And I think the other part too, a lot of people talk about culture shock when they go and live in another country, but a lot of people also experience a lot of reverse culture shock. And I don't think Mm -hmm. people talk about that quite as much as like the just as much of an impact that you had going to that country, you're going to almost like experience that in reverse coming back and remembering all these like things that you did. Um, So I think part of it is that too. Something that I noticed a lot, I think after my trip to Rwanda was, and just like meeting people there, becoming friends with people there, um, them really kind of disliking the way that there is this like, Oh, poor country Mm. lens from North America. And them really taking that as like, it's not as bad as you guys think it is and you don't need to come here and save us. Mm -hmm. Was that something that you experienced in the Philippines too? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like I remember having these moments. Um, Another thing that's a really big problem in the Philippines is child child sex trafficking. And I mean, I didn't firsthand to see that happening, but I knew it was something that definitely went on there. And a lot of children too are, um, of course on the streets, like I mentioned. Um, and I would kind of have these moments where I'm like, Oh my God, like someone needs to do something about this. And I think from that experience, I actually ended up going on one afternoon. I went and volunteered with this really cool organization called, um, restore and they sort of help with mental traumas that children have experienced a lot of them have been um, exposed to sexual abuse and a lot of them have also just seen their parents die or have other kind of traumas that um, you know no child should ever ever go through and something that I realized is that they are there are problems that happen there and there are people 
who are actively trying to solve them. I think for a moment I was like, wow, someone needs to do something about this. I can't believe no one's doing something about this, but they are doing things about it. It just looks different than Mm. what it looks like in North America. And something too that I had to realize and realize more than once, I think, is that we are so privileged living in Canada and having a government that takes care of children because we have the economic ability to do that. And a lot of other countries don't have that. I'm curious, okay, to end on like a a really positive note around international travel and Philippines, what were some of the highlights or things that maybe you didn't expect that really were positive experiences so that it's not just like, oh, poor Philippines? I'm so glad you brought that up too. Because although I experienced all these things that were, um, you know, really sad, the Filipino people there, there were times where I was in the Philippines and I felt more like myself than I think I've ever felt back in Canada because they're just such free people. Like they dance and they sing, like just walking down the streets. It's like you're in a musical sometimes. Um, they're just so expressive. And when they're happy, they really express that and share that with you. And that's something that I just thought was so beautiful and so lovely. And we also had, there's this festival called Simulog. And it happens in January. Um, It is a, to be totally honest, I don't think I know enough about what exactly it was celebrating, but everybody (laughs) who I was around was like, you have to come out for Sinulog. It's amazing. You're going to love it. Um, So they had a parade. Um, There was really elaborate costumes. People were dancing. And then towards the night, everyone just parties in the streets. And as you're um, walking past, everyone has little pots of paint and they paint you as you walk by. So by the time you get home at the end of the night, you're just colored like head to toe. And it was so beautiful. And people bring out like you know, bottles of liquor, they'll just pour it into your mouth as you walk by, like, and I don't, I don't drink. So I had to say no a lot of the time. But it's just kind of this camaraderie that they have, um, and a sense of community that I think we're kind of missing in North America. Sometimes they kind of love each other a little bit deeper, and love their like people in a different way than I'm used to seeing here. Um, something I think that I've taken back from me that's sort of a custom there is they go slowly with what they do and they take their time and they enjoy the moment for what it is. Even like I was walking down the street one day on the sidewalk and two people were walking in front of me and there wasn't like a polite way to get around them. And they were walking just really slowly. And I was like, oh man, come on. Like, you know, you're going so slow. Um, And I took a moment and I was like, wait a minute, it's so beautiful out. You know, there's like gardens of flowers, the sun is shining. I'm literally on a tropical island. Why am I rushing to get to lunch that I'm going to by myself? I should take my time and go there. And I think that we rush so much in Canada and North America. And it's good to just stop and literally smell the roses and take your time and enjoy what's going on around you. That's really true. Time in North America is so, like, everybody is always conscious of time. Always, always. You're either busy, you're late, you're early. Like, time is so relevant. Whereas, even in, like, European countries, I find it's so much more lax. People just enjoy the day and the present. And I I kind of wish that we had more of that here. But it's hard to be like that here because other people have the expectation that time is really important. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Okay, so the past few weeks has been really wild, obviously, with COVID and social distancing. What has it looked like for you guys in BC? Because we were just talking before this call that it's been a little bit different than Alberta. And how have you been practicing self-care 
while social distancing. So this time is really, really difficult for a lot of people. But I also think that if you have the capacity to use this as a time for introspection and personal growth, then that's probably the best time to do it because there's so few distractions outside of that. Meaning like you're not busy and you're not, you know, rushing from one thing to the other thing. You're sort of left alone with your thoughts a lot. And I think it's a really interesting time to kind of dive into that if you have the ability to do so. I have been going for these really long walks. I've been trying to challenge myself to walk 10,000 steps a day, which I know you know all about because I won't shut up about it. I know. Um, I love that for you though. (laughs) I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I am like very open about the fact that I live with anxiety disorders. And I think being in a literal global pandemic is really hard on a lot of people who live with mental illness. Um, So I'm trying to just get myself out of the house and do some physical activities, bring up those endorphins. um, And that's been going really, really well for me. I think too, I'm just, I get back from my walks and I do feel that sort of boost of gratitude again. Um, I'll stop and like take pictures of flowers or trees or um, whatever it is I I stumble upon. And that's been really, really great. And listening to podcasts as I go along too. I'm always a really big fan of the Armchair Expert podcast. I think they have a really good way of kind of digging out like deep personal um, things within other people. And there's a good closeness there. And of course, I told you earlier this week, I usually don't listen to self-care Sunday when it first comes out. I instead like store them up for when I'm, (laughs) when I like miss you or I feel sad. Um, So I've been kind of listening to all of the old episodes of self-care Sunday that came out a little while ago. And I've really been enjoying like the relationship ones. Um, I think something else good that we've been doing our group chat is well, you kind of spearheaded this, which is why I'm bringing it up, Um, scheduling group FaceTimes literally into our calendars because, I mean, I think having a FaceTime every once in a while is nice, but when you're like, okay, guys, I'm sending you a calendar invite, like here's the Zoom link every Monday at this time, like we're going to do a FaceTime. Having that structure is actually kind of nice because I feel like without that, I wouldn't be going out of my way to, well, me, the introvert, (laughs) to like reach out to people like that. So that was something nice that I think we maybe wouldn't have done if not for social distancing and not seeing each other and having it like in your calendar and specifically making time for stuff like that. Mm, Yeah, I totally agree. And something that's really neat about doing that too is you have something to look forward to in the day. Um, I think with the pandemic, Number one, the days can kind of blend together. Um, Mm -hmm. And number two, sometimes it just feels a little bit bleak. And if you have something that you're aiming towards or something that you know is going to happen in the day, then it kind of makes it more positive for me, at least. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Something that I've been thinking a lot about today is the idea of finding normal things in your life and like looking at them from a really optimistic perspective. Um, standpoint and finding kind of the beauty in things. So today it was raining when I got when I woke up and I was like, am I going to walk 10,000 steps today? <laughs> yes, I am going to do it. Um, and I got my umbrella and I got my rain jacket on and I started walking in the rain and I was like, okay, what are the things I can be thankful for with this rain? And you kind of have to look at the rain as though it's not a burden, it's a blessing. So the rain is there to like help the flowers grow. And, you know, it was so beautiful. There was fog. It was going over the mountains. Um, And I've been trying to find other little things that either annoy me or are just totally 
you know, neutral about and finding mm-hmm. like the things that I love about that. Um, and that's been helping me a lot, like getting through those days. Thank you guys again for tuning into this week's episode of Self-Care Sunday. A quick business shout out, Loop Scrunchies, which is a small business based out of New Brunswick, Canada. I've collaborated with them before. I love their products and they actually started making non-medical face masks, which you can purchase on their site now. They're restocking, I think around 10 a.m. every day and they've been sold out every time that I've looked, but their face masks are really, really cute. And as we all know, face masks have now been proven to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Obviously, this is a step that you should be taking in combination with all the other precautions. These non-medical masks are not going to be the only thing that you should be doing or wearing to uh, protect yourself and your loved ones. But if you're looking for a cute face mask and you want to support a small business, go check out Loop Scrunchies and I'll link them in the show notes as well. Happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone.